back to talking about million dollar careers. And as always, I've got my good buddy, Rob Houghton here with me. Rob's up in uh, Fairfax, Virginia area. And uh, it's Monday. Wow. June 20th, almost the uh, first day of summer. This year's gone by quick, Rob. What about you? Good, good. Everything's good. Been playing a little bit of golf, celebrated Father's Day. It's all good. Perfect weather last week. I can't complain. And you're right. This summer is getting away from us. It's this crazy. this year has gone by so freaking fast. It really has. It seemed like it was just January, man. I know. I know. We're celebrating the new year, rain in the new year. And, and, and here we are now, <laughs> halfway through it. Got to get got to get back to work, I guess. I don't know. But exactly. uh, I got all kinds of meetings scheduled today. And, and somebody told me yesterday, Rob, it's Juneteenth Day, man. Everything's closed. And sure enough. Everything, everything is closed. Everything is closed. I got like eight meetings on my schedule here. I went to the gym this morning and there was like nobody there. I was like, yeah. wow, it's Monday morning. It's usually packed. Like, nobody there. Like, all right, it's a holiday. I love holidays for the same reason I love Sundays and the same reason I love Friday nights. It's because I work during those times because I know my competition's screwing off. Yep. Screwing around. They're not mm -hmm. working. Today is a great example. Everybody's out having fun. I'm working, man. I'm working too. Here we are. I'm going to probably put 14, 15 hours in today. Here we go. I don't know if I'll put that much in, but it'll be a busy day. So <laughs> it'll be a busy day. Anyway, so I read an article last night. I think it was on CNBC. can't remember where I read it. And it said, it's interesting. You want to advance your career, quick gossiping. Love know, it. Quick, quick gossiping about your coworkers. I'm like, yeah, you think about it. Yep, that's pretty much it. But then I take it, you know, I took it a little further. And this is what I'm a big thing about. It's do your job. And as I was reading, I was watching, I was looking at this picture and it showed six Navy SEALs carrying a log. And I was going to write a blog on it. And I didn't, I should. But it was six Navy SEALs carrying a log. And you think about that log and it's divided up. The weight of that log is divided up by six people. One person falls out. Now five people got to carry that weight. Two people fall out. It's now four people. So you think about when, you know, you're not carrying your weight. Somebody else has to pick up that, has to pick it up and carry it. And what does that do to your teammates? You know, I guess it's just being a good teammate. You know, all of a sudden now they get pissed off. You know, they'll carry you for a while. You know, one person, hey, look, we'll carry them for a while. But then that log gets heavy. And that burden gets heavy. Then two people, you know, that burden, that, that burden gets heavy. Okay. And eventually they're willing to carry that person for a while because you know, everybody stumbles, everybody okay. falls. But eventually they're going to say, hey, wait a minute, we got to go find somebody else. Yeah. And I think it's a lonely feeling. Man. And I think that's business. You know, everybody wants the kinder, gentler business. And I get it. You know, when somebody, you know, life gets in the way, right? You get sick, kids travel, whatever, family, you know, health, and people stumble. And, and your coworkers are in general, ready, willing, and able to pick up the slack. But when it becomes a chronic condition, they're starting to say, hey, maybe we need to go find somebody else. It's like uh, Tom Brady, Hall of Fame quarterback for the England Patriots. He shows up the first day out of Michigan, seventh round pick, I think. And he was always kind of a gawky kid. He's kind of stumbling around Patriots uh, training camp his first year. 
and Belichick sees him and their eyes meet. Belichick yells over to Brady, hey, do your job. And it, apparently, I mean, I wasn't there, obviously, but the story goes, Brady kind of looked at him a little bit confused and Belichick picked up a football and just fired at him and, and Brady caught it. And Belichick said, do your job, man. Mm-hmm. And Brady still remembers that. Yep. Still remembers that t- to today. Brady's one of, one of Brady's big mantras is do your job. Yep. And as a leader of, of the Patriots and now the Bucks, people say that he still says that, like, do your job, man. Do yeah. your job. I love it, you know, on, the, uh, on, on aircraft carriers. Yeah. If you go on the right flight exactly. deck of an aircraft carrier, everybody wears a shirt that's a different color. Yep. yep. Green shirts, green shirts, brown shirts, blue shirts, purple shirts, yellow shirts, white yep. shirts, green shirts. Yep. And that shirt determines what your job is on that flight deck. And you're there to do your job. The, the job that you're there to do is your job, <clears throat> not somebody else's job. You know, not the job that you'd rather do. You don't do the job that you'd rather do. You do your job. And it's why do you do it that way? One, it's safer because everybody knows, hey, look, you know, you know, who's got what? It's a very dangerous environment there. So they 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 know it's like, hey, look, this is my job. I am there to, you know, I'm the launch and arresting gear person. I am the safety person. I am crash and fire person. So everybody knows who's got what, what their responsibility is, and they're all willing to, you know, they're already willing and able to do it. But, you know, the crazy thing is now is see where Elon Musk just fired. Some I love people. That, man. Yeah, I did too. Just fired him. Yep. They're creating hate and discontent. He fired them from Twitter or what? They wrote an open letter criticizing his leadership. And I'm like, you know, it's pretty arrogant to write an open letter publicly criticizing your boss. How would you like it if your boss wrote an open letter criticizing you? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. I think who else did the same thing? Who uh, who else uh, just fired some people for writing an open letter? I saw it in the Wall Street Journal. Yeah, I did too. Yeah. yeah, it's and and hey, look, you got to go. Yeah, you, you you this isn't. I don't think it's creating. Uh, was it Coinbase? Coinbase did that. Well, Coin but Coinbase is a colossal mess anyway. So yeah, you know, but but nonetheless. I don't think you're doing anybody any favors when you write open letters criticizing your management. Yeah. You do your job first and then you, you can write the letter. Do your job first and then you write the letter. Yeah. And at the end of the day, you know, it's carrying your weight. Well, you know, you gave the example of the SEALs. So I'll turn the page over to the Army. And so the Army Special Forces, they have a 18 series Bravo. So every SF team has 12 individuals all their functions are duplicated. So they have an 18 Bravo, who is the weapons guy. 18 Charlie is the engineer and the, 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 the guy that does all the bombs and builds things. Mm-hmm. Eight, 18 Delta is the emergency medical guy and 18 Echo is the communications guy. And they have a senior and a junior. Same thing as the Navy. These guys have one job they have to do. Now they are cross-trained, mm-hmm. but they know exactly what has to be done on a team. There's never any like arguing and discussion about, well, who's going to be the medical guy or who's going to be the weapons guy? That's mm-hmm. already been predetermined. They've already been trained in those individual areas. And their mantra is the same thing. It's just do your job, man. Mm-hmm. I don't think anything, you know, so going back to the original statement, you know, how to grow your career, you know, quit gossiping at the, 
you know, quit gossiping. And I, I think it's right. When you're going on, you're gossiping. What are you doing? You're eroding team values. Yeah. And you're going in and you're saying, hey, you know, look at look at Joe and Mary. You know, they're they're, they're you know, they're not. They're, well, what about you? You know. And, yeah, and you think about what is that? What is that? When you're talking about other people in a negative light, what does that say about? What does that say about you? Yeah. Who's talking about you? You know, or are you are you really knocking it out of the park to the point where you're allowed to talk smack about other people? Or are you just a mediocre performer trying to look better by talking smack about other people? Of course. Yeah. And 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 I think it comes down to nobody ever making other people look bad doesn't make you better. It's just a rosy organization. Those people become what we call in sports a locker room cancer. A locker room cancer. Every company has these locker room cancers. I think back to the organizations I used to work in, you always had a locker room cancer. You know, people bad-mouthing other people. Yep. I think the opposite side of the same coin is talking about Navy SEALs again, Jocko Willen, extreme ownership. Yep. That's the same. That's the opposite side of the same coin. I mean, you, you take somebody who is gossiping, whining, complaining, the opposite is somebody who who makes a mistake, or whatever, and they extremely own what they do. They're accountable. Yeah, those are the company. Those are the leaders that a company needs. Those are the people. Mm -hmm. Extreme ownership. Did you hear about the gas station attendant in L.A.? No, I didn't. What happened? Accidentally set the pumps to sixty nine cents. Really? He ran the gas. You know, he was the manager of the gas station. And he accidentally made a mistake. He accidentally. Set the pumps at 69 cents. Well, everybody takes it. Yeah, of course. You know, it's LA, downtown LA. And really, you know, everybody decides, hey, look, we know it's sixty $6.90 a gallon, but you know, whatever. Somebody made a mistake. So we're going to go take advantage of that mistake. Well, the guy costs the owner of the station $20,000. The, the owner of the station fires him. And the guy says, you know what? I'm going to pay him back because ultimately it was my responsibility. You know, look, the owner of the station, I can understand. You know, he's mad, but I appreciate the guy going, hey, it's my error. I did it. I was responsible for it. That's you know, there's probably there's probably some rich guy out there that probably read that article and said, I'm going to stroke that guy a check for 20. You grand. know, there is he did the right thing. You know, yeah. there is. Right. Absolutely. Some big rancher in just, Montana or something. Just yeah. some working stiff, just some working stiff. Yeah. Who makes a, you know, makes a mistake. And and all of a sudden, he, you know, by the time he realizes what the mistake is, it's like, wow. But I got respect for that because, hey, it was my responsibility. I, yeah. I messed it up. I blew it. You know, it's on me. Um, but, yeah, that's that's what you want. And you talk about the locker room cancer. If you're if you're a leader in the organization, if you really want to help the organization, you find the cancer, you root it out, you kill it off, you get rid of it. You get it out of the organization. You know, I think this is why having a leader in the locker room or a, a, a competent leader or leaders in organizations is because people don't tend to take on that behavior when there's true leadership in an organization. Right. Have you ever noticed that? Yep. Like on a military team or a squad or a company level, mm -hmm. if there's a strong leader, there's usually a real void of that kind of complaining and whining and stuff. So a lot of it, you know, actually goes back to if you have a strong leader in an organization 
you can really mitigate that uh, possibility of there being whiners and complainers. If it's mm -hmm. a rudderless organization mm -hmm. or a sports team, people tend to, uh, you know. Yeah, because you're frustrated. It's like and, the bad news bears. There's no leadership. There's no, you know, there's just finger pointing. Yeah. Everybody's going a hundred different ways. But then you put somebody in there who gets their arm around and says, all right, you know, we're going to make organization of this chaos. Now, when somebody comes in and does that, you're going to have 10% of your people that don't want buy-in. They don't want to buy-in. I'll give you a couple of examples. So the, the Dallas Cowboys football team, you know, it's a great storied franchise. Yeah. They've got Jerry World, this huge stadium and everything. But they've never had a leader on that team. Mm -hmm. They've got great talent. Great stadium, great fans. But if you look at if you look at their roster, there's no leaders on that team. Mm -hmm. yeah. Then you then you look at other teams like the Tampa Bay Bucks. They got Brady, right? Mm -hmm. Great leader. They go to the Super Bowl mm -hmm. and win it, right? Yep. I think they won it. Andy Reid, great leader. Mahomes. The Chiefs. Mahomes. Mahomes great Mahomes leader. Just shows up. He shows up, does his job. He's in the community. Mahomes, he just does his job, man. Yeah. yeah. I mean, you have to respect that. Shows up. No, he's in the community. He's in the he's community. Of, he's in Kansas City. You know, he, he becomes a part of Kansas City. I think the people of Kansas City really love that guy, too. Yep. He's very popular, I think. But that comes down to another issue. I was talking to the CEO of this company, and we're talking about, yo, look, this work-from-home stuff. So I talked to a guy. Not too long ago, I've got a CEO role, CEO search I'm working on. And I call a fellow up and I said, hey, look, I've, I'm gonna, I've got a CEO search I'm working on just starting out. It's in Charlotte. Will you go to Charlotte? And his answer back is, no, I won't. I'll, like, like me and all of my contemporaries will tell you, I will commute, but I'm not moving. Okay. So here's what you just told all the people who will be underneath you. I am too good to move to Charlotte. Right, exactly. Yeah. I will show up on Monday. I will leave on Friday. I don't care that much about you. I don't care about much about your community. I don't care that much about the business. But I'm a great leader. And yeah. those are not those are not in sync messages. I will show up Monday through Friday because I'm not moving my family. There's a lot of people that do that. Yeah. But they're not leaders. You got to show up, man. Yeah. You got to be committed. You got to own it. You, know? you got to be there. So where does all this lead, do you think, with the remote work? Is is this going to pr promote a culture of people being absent all the time and not being able to really, you know, develop that, uh, that winning culture of accountability? Or what do you think? I think it's going to come to a – I think it's going to come to – I think it's going to come to a lot of different things. You know, the work from home thing. Hey, look, I can understand, you know, if you live in Chicago, Washington, you're in sales, you're, you know, you're kind of an APAR, you know, you're out on the road talking to customers all the time. You're an APAR. You're really just doing invoices, not really, you know, work with people. You know, a lot of that stuff can be work from home. If you're in a role that requires a lot of collaboration or you're managing a factory floor or some sort of manufacturing facility, that's a different story. 
because I don't know how you can lead people or manage people that got to be there when you yourself don't show up. I'll give you an example. So, so my Green Beret son, he's got a job. He, he's been promoted multiple times in the last year with uh, General Dynamics. And uh, he tells me, he, he, he says, you know, I'm the only guy that shows up at work, you know. It's all the executives are there, right? Because they have to be, you know, right. all the VPs and the SVPs. He's a, he's a program manager. And he says, it's amazing that there's like six or seven uh, guys at his previous level. And he said, all I do is I show up a couple of times a week and everybody appreciates it. I know what's going on. I know all the personalities. He, he got promoted, you know, six months ago that he just got promoted again up to the next level. Right. And he's a smart guy and everything, but I'm, I'm sure that one of the reasons is because he actually goes to the office at least a couple of times a week. There's people there that haven't been in the office in months. What, what's the old, what's the old Yogi Bear line? You know, sixty percent of is just showing up. <laughs> exactly, just showing, showing up. up. Yeah. Oh, we can do it all by Slack. Yeah. Slack. We can. We. I can. I can do it all by Slack. Oh, bullshit. You know, I think about all the. I was gonna write it. Some guy wrote me a crappy email last night. I was going to respond to it. I was like, oh, yeah, 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 Monday morning. I was going to respond to it. And I just wrote it back. I said, let's just talk about this tomorrow. I'll call you. You can't, you can't do stuff by Slack and email, text. Yeah. Let's get real. You know, half the world's problems are because Instagram. Um, and people are mean to each other on Instagram and Facebook. You get rid of Instagram and Facebook, I think half the world's problems go away, quite frankly. But yeah, you know, that's the it's it's about showing up, carrying yeah. your weight, being a positive influence, quit gossiping, and do your job. Yeah. I mean, it's not that very it's not a very complicated it's not just not a very complicated equation. Yeah, I think the uh, the gossiping definitely gets a lot of people in trouble. If you have a problem with somebody, somebody has a problem with me. All you got to do is call me on the phone. Yeah, roads organizations. You know, in special operations, how you would solve problems is there always seemed to be a gravel parking lot mm -hmm. outside the office. You know, you just say, hey, dude, I just go out to the, it was like, it was like this saying that got passed down from like generations and generations. Hey, dude, okay, I guess we need to go out to the gravel parking lot. Yeah, and you you would just fight it out, man. Yeah, yeah. No, I'm not a big. You know, I'm not a big fan of that. You know, like you can't. Yeah, it's it, it is what it is. But it's like, hey, area your issue. Yeah, you know, quit talking about Joe and Sally. Worry about yourself. Carry your weight. Be a leader in your organization, and that's the million dollar career person. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That's the million dollar career person. They 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 get it. it you know what? I think a lot of it is too is that. I think people that tend, now this is a generalization, but I found this to be true. That typically people that come from competitive backgrounds, either in sports mm -hmm. or the military. In the military, special operations or you know, a naval aviator or something that's at the, you know, uh, a top level position. People that come from those backgrounds, 
tend not to make those same mistakes. I agree. It's the guy or the gal that's been coddled, never really did anything, kind of coasted, everything was given to them. They get into a company, things aren't going right, they start gossiping. Yep. They don't they don't have the character, you know. And that's why uh I think it's so important for the people listening out there is you know, get involved with competitive individual or team sports, mm-hmm. serve your country in the military, because you develop some really, some really good habits that are going to take you a long way and they're going to separate you from your typical civilian out there. You know? Yeah, no, I agree with you. I agree. Don't you think so? I totally agree. I, I think competitiveness is good. I think competitiveness to a point is good. The desire constant, the desire for constant improvement is good. It's not about being better than the next person. It's about being a little better tomorrow than you were yesterday. And it's that you know, personal is that personal satisfaction of hey, tomorrow I'll be a little bit better than I was yesterday. You're exactly right. When I would train these and and mentor uh, SF guys, there was sort of this thing that a good portion of, of these guys would think, and it, it was like, I want to be the best of the best. Yeah. And I think a lot of it was from the first Top Gun. Mm-hmm. T- Tom Cruise would say that all the time. Iceman and Maverick, you know, it was always like, yeah. I want to be the best of the best. Right. Okay, that's fine, fine. But in real life, I used to tell these guys, if if you're going to be the best of the best, you're going to be chasing the ghost. You just be the best that you can possibly be. Yeah. You get a little bit better every day. That's that's what creates an unbelievable team, man. Mm-hmm. For, forget about this best of the best. It's all bullshit. You know, everybody the brings best that you can be. Man. Everybody brings different skills to the organization. Exactly. You know, I can't do finance. I can't do Excel. Somebody else can. You know, somebody else is a finance person. I'm better at sales. Know people that wouldn't pick up a phone to do a sale if their life depended on it. So that's my yeah, that's my skill set. They've got better finance skills, or they've got better manufacturing operations skills. Everybody does. Everybody brings something to the, the table. And the question is, it's like, yeah. hey, look, you know, quit gossiping, quit bitching, be the best, be be a little better you can today. Show up. Those are the million dollar careers. Yeah, the other thing about the gossiping is that uh, whenever somebody gossips around me, my first thought is, I wonder what this person is saying about me when I'm yeah, exactly not around, right? Yeah, man, you know it. That Rob, man, that guy is off the reservation. He's yeah. uncontrollable. He's irreverent. You know, you got to be careful of him. He's he he he's a wild card. He's a singleton. He's a lone ranger. Yeah. You know what? Are, what are these guys going to say about me? Yeah, of course, all that's true. But, you know, if I'm going to, you know, that's not for somebody else to say. Right. Just show up and be, you know, like I said, show up, be a positive influence, be a leader, pull your weight, help your teammates. That's how you grow. Well, just for the record, Craig, I've never said anything bad about you behind your back. No, we're buddies. (laughs) How do people get old of you, Rob? <laughs> Never say anything bad about you, dude. Yeah. No. Never. No, that's a good discussion, man. It's good. Yeah. No, I was reading these articles. Like I said, I was reading these articles. I was like, you know, yeah, they make a lot of sense. Quick gossiping. It's just show up, pull your weight. I love yeah, yeah, Wall Street Journal, CNBC. I love just you know, little tidbits. So you can bring them onto this podcast, talk about them a little bit more. Yeah. We should do that, man. We do. That's what we good. did today. 
We should get Kramer on here. No, I don't like that guy. You don't like Kramer? That guy's, no, that guy's lost me more money than... He's very entertaining, though, isn't he? He's a great entertainer, but yeah, he's out there going, bye, 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 bye. You know, <laughs> you know the market just... You know, market just fell 30%. You're like, oh, great. Thanks, Kramer. Appreciate you. Kramer, so, man. Yeah. <laughs> he is a he is an interesting guy. Yeah. So, so all right, dude. Well, uh, how do people get a hold of you? So people can get a hold of me by Rob R O B at MRFairfax.com. My uh email is R Houghton at MRFairfax.com. I'm on LinkedIn. I, I'm all over the place, man. And read your, yeah. Rob's got a great blog. So uh, get on his uh, LinkedIn profile, read his blog, subscribe yeah. to it. And Definitely. Uh, all good. Good seeing you again, Craig. Hey, have a happy week. Happy Monday. All right, man. Thanks. Talk I'll soon. see you next week. Thank you. I hope you enjoyed the latest edition of the Aerospace Executive Podcast. You can reach out to me directly, Craig at NorthStarESG.com. Or check us out at www.northstaresg.com. You can subscribe to this podcast on iTunes, Stitcher, Podbean, or on YouTube. Just do a search for Aerospace Executive Podcast. Thanks again. I'm Craig Pippen.